Hello and welcome to Rando Rob. Each week on Rando Rob, I'll be showing and discussing one item from my large collection of collections. New shows appear every Monday and throughout the week, I'll be adding older episodes of Rando Rob that were previously only available to my Patreon subscribers. You can watch episodes of Rando Rob on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Rob O'Hara. Just look for the Rando Rob playlist. Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. Hello, welcome to another episode of Rando Rob. As my uh, 16-bit supporters, my top-tier Patreon supporters know, this is the weekly video show that I shoot where I show off an item in my room, one random item out of hundreds or possibly thousands of collectible things I own. And every now and then, I decide to share these to a slightly broader audience, and that's what I'll be doing with this week's episode because this is kind of a special episode and it's also kind of a sad day. Uh, the picture that you see there uh, to my left is Pat Deckard, uh, who passed away this weekend. Um, I'm not really sure how old Pat is, but uh, she would have been getting close to 80. Um, when I, I grew up, well, I was born when I was born, we lived in a small house uh, and we moved to the house I grew up in uh, the summer that I was four years old and our next door neighbor was Pat Deckard and uh, as of right now, well, I can't, it's hard to say that you live next door to someone, but uh, when they've passed away, I suppose, but uh, my dad still lives in that same house, the house that we bought in 1978. And Pat Deckard, until this weekend, lived in that same house. So uh, we have been neighbors with Pat Deckard since 1978. Of course, um, uh, my parents got divorced and my uh, mom moved out to a, a different place, to a different house. And uh, my sister and I moved out. And so my dad has been the only one living there. And uh, Pat Deckard's husband passed away um, almost 20 years ago. And all of her, she has three sons. Uh, her her youngest son, Doug, is a year older than me. So we were friends growing up. And then there were two two older brothers. But, uh, of course, all three of those, her, her sons have moved out. So for a long time, it's just been Pat Deckard living by herself and my dad living by himself and being next door neighbors. And uh, uh, I, could, I could tell you a lot of things about Pat Deckard. Uh, but this isn't just a... Uh, a tribute to Pat Deckard. I am going to uh, show you an item this week, but it's an item that ties into uh, Pat Deckard. But uh, I thought I would, I would just tell you a couple of quick, quick things about Pat, just to kind of set the stage. Pat Deckard was, it's hard to say past tense, um, but uh, I think she's retired over the past several years, but she was one of the, uh, busiest and, and most successful realtors uh, in our area. So everybody knew Pat. Everybody had bought a house that Pat had sold or or sold their house through Pat. Um, so a lot of people knew her that way. She was also on a bowling league for 
many, many, many years and a lot of people bowled uh, with her and, and against her. <laughs> so a lot of people know her from bowling and, uh, uh, you know, you couldn't drive through my town, Yukon, without seeing a sign for decades that would say, you know, a house for sale, call Pat Deckard. Uh, everybody knew Pat's number because they were always uh, on those signs, you know. And uh, um, I would say if, if um, you know, I don't know, eccentric kind of makes it sound, makes somebody sound weird. People go, well, if you're eccentric, you know. Um, but my, my wife likes to refer to certain people as the spice of life, you know, people that uh, uh, just have a, a zest for life. And, man, that was Pat for sure. Um, she uh, uh, would wear these outfits, man, like these, uh, you know, bright colored shirts and, and big denim skirts and cowboy boots. And uh, uh, up until this last year, you'd see her out mowing her lawn or riding lawnmower and stuff like that and just always out working working on the yard, doing stuff. Um, uh, she had this really loud uh, laugh. It sounded kind of like Phyllis Diller. It's what my wife described it as. Uh, and she loved the word awesome. Oh, Robbie, that is awesome. <laughs> she would say to me. <laughs> anyway, uh, she was uh, uh, also a collector of stuff. <laughs> and it's funny when you're when you're a kid um <sighs> when you're a kid you don't really have a relationship with adults you're just a kid you know but um when i got older um you know i mean when i was a kid pat deckard was like the um uh, the neighborhood mom. <clears throat> uh, the, uh, the Deckards, they had a, uh, um, a, a garage, a, a separate garage from their house. And um, they had all these mattresses back there and uh, portable electric heaters. <laughs> and so we would have um, slumber parties at the Deckards. And we would stay out in the back garage. That was our thing, you know. And then um, uh, in the morning, we would all come in the house. And Pat Deckard would always uh, cook everybody French toast. That was one of her specialties. She would make French toast. Um, and I had never had French toast before. The first time I ever had it was uh, uh, next door that Pat had made, you know. And um, also, when she made um, frozen pizzas for her kids, and then, of course, we would have frozen pizzas just hanging out over there, uh, she would always, when the, the pizza came out of the oven, she would take lemon juice and fill the cap <laughs> with lemon juice and sprinkle it on the pizza, and it gives it this great taste. Um, and I didn't know why she did that. I remember that, that Doug did that. And I finally asked him, I was like, why, why did you do that? And he goes, I don't know. My mom made it that way. And, and I sent her a message on Facebook. I was like, why did you make it? She goes, I don't know. <laughs> she got it from somebody else. But uh, to this day, in my fridge, there is a bottle of lemon juice. And the only use that it gets is for frozen pizzas. Every time I make a frozen pizza, uh, I put uh, lemon juice on it. And uh, uh, every time I do that, I'm going to think of Pat. Uh, and every time I do that, I do think of Pat. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, I mean, you know, when it's your next door neighbor and you go over there a lot, you know, you hang out and, and you see that person. But, uh, you know, when you're a kid, it's just someone else's mom, you know. But when you get older, you actually build a relationship. Like, I built a relationship with Pat Deckard. Pat Deckard was a friend, you know. And uh, uh, she was uh, a huge collector of stuff. She had a huge collection of uh, Native American uh, antiques. Um, she, I remember she had this, um, like a papoose that you would carry a baby in, in her living room. She had glass display things uh, in her living room. She had, uh, uh, you know, like different types of uh, native American clothing with beads and stuff on it and, uh, snowshoes that were <laughs> hanging in, in her living room. And it was all like authentic stuff. You know, it was old native American stuff that she'd picked up, uh, over time. And uh, then she had the back garage, which after the kids moved out, kind of became a storage area. And then she built another building back there, and it was also a storage uh, area back there. And so anyway, um, uh, she knew that I love Star Wars. I mean, I was the kid in the neighborhood that loved Star Wars. In the late 70s, everybody loved Star Wars. You know, I mean, just everybody was into Star Wars. But uh, other kids let it go and I didn't for a long time and I still, uh, like Star Wars, you know, and I remember one time in the, the late nineties, uh, she, uh, called me or got a hold of me or something. And she said she needed help with her computer. She was trying to do something on, on her computer and, um, she needed, she was trying to start being able to do um, realty from home and log in or do, or do something like that or set up her email. And I think it has something to do with email. And uh, I said, sure, I'll stop by Pat. And so I stopped by her house and um, looked at her computer and the whole monitor <laughs> was filled with icons. And the icons were for every website that she visited. And uh, she was using AOL at the time. And so I don't think she she didn't understand that you could connect to the internet and then go to different web pages. So, like if you wanted to go to Google, she would double click the Google icon on her desktop, and then AOL would dial up, and she would put in her username and password, and she would do whatever in Google, and then she would hang up. And then, uh, if she wanted to check her email, she had another icon for email. She would double click. And AOL would dial up and she would put in her username. And I remember trying to explain to her, I was like, you know, once you're connected, you can go to all these things. You don't have to hang up uh, in between websites. But that's what she had done. She had literally hundreds uh, of icons on her computer screen <laughs> for every website. And she was dialing up to go to every website. Uh, but she told me that if I uh, came over, that uh, she also had something for me. And uh, I was like, oh, Pat, you don't have to get me anything. She said, no, no, no. It was something that, that she had picked up along the way. And um, I said, okay. So I went over and I, I helped her with her computer. And uh, then she was like, I got these things back in, in, the, in the back garage. And so we went back there. And uh, I hadn't been in there since I was a little kid. But, I mean, it was like full of stuff now. Very organized uh, but she she had some antique uh, mall booths around town where she had different things or whatever. And she said she had 
found these um, glasses for me and she'd pulled them out of the booth and saved them for me. And so if you're a collector of Star Wars stuff or if you just grew up uh, in the 80s, I'm sure you'll recognize these. Uh, these are, um, uh, I think they're all for Burger King. I have to take a look here, but, uh, um, they're all Burger King, um, Coca-Cola glasses. And, um, I don't remember which ones because I've, I've tried to fill in the rest of the collection. So I don't remember which specific ones, but I'm sure this was one because I have a duplicate of it. Uh, but she had pulled these glasses out and, uh, and saved them. and was like, I'm. Robbie, I just know that you love Star Wars, and uh, that's awesome. <laughs> and I just wanted you to have these, and so she gave me those glasses. She also gave me, um, and I don't have them right here. I I do have them. They're they're just in storage in the garage. But she gave me, uh, I think they were made by Dixie Cups or something. But they're like the little tiny paper uh, Star Wars cups, and. Um, uh, I remember seeing them, uh, my dentist had them where you could take them and they were the kind of cups you would pull and then drink water and spit or whatever, you know, but they were the little small ones. And she had sleeves of those and she gave those to me. And I had not seen those since I was a little, little kid. Uh, and so that was super cool. Um, one thing about Pat Deckard is um, she knew everybody, you know, so if there was something going on, man, that was uh, uh, a good source of, uh, of information. You know, I remember one time she called me and, uh, she said, Robbie, I know you, <laughs> you have those arcade games and I did, you know, and she said, there is a, uh, an estate sale on Friday and, uh, there's going to be two arcade games there. And I was like, wow, I didn't see that in the paper. I didn't see it anywhere or whatever. She said, well, they're going to be there. And, um, I went, and um, I don't remember, you know what? There were three games there, and one was uh, Centipede, a beautiful Centipede cabinet. I mean, the side art was perfect. I mean, it worked perfect. And the second one was a Miss Pac-Man machine, which looked pretty good, and it was working. And the third one was Shinobi inside a beat-up Donkey Kong cabinet. Now, I had a spare Nintendo cabinet, so I didn't need the cabinet, and I owned two Shinobis at the time. And so uh, this estate sale turned out to be an auction. And uh, I think, if I remember right, I got the Miss Pac-Man uh, for around 100 something like that. I think I had to do a little work to it, but, uh, but it worked, you know. I, I don't remember, but... Uh, uh, and the centipede I know was a hundred and that thing looked beautiful. I didn't do anything to it. And then the, the auctioneer kept trying to get me to buy the third one. And I was like, nah, I don't need it. And he was like, well, you got the other two, you got a truck here, you know? And I was like, nah, you know, and, uh, I left the third one and I think somebody else did buy the third one. But, uh, I was like, yeah, I, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really in the business of flipping stuff, you know, or, or anything like that. So I was glad. Glad somebody else uh, got it, you know. But, um, yeah, Pat Pat knew what you were into, you know. If she knew there was a Star Wars thing for sale somewhere or a arcade game, man, she would, uh, you know. I think one time she actually bought a uh, Atari or something at a garage sale and uh, kept it at her house and told me to come by and pick it up, you know. Um, and speaking of garage sales, 
um, right after we moved to this, the neighborhood that I grew up in, which was called Sun Valley. Uh, I don't remember. It must have been the first year, uh, but they had this thing called Garage Sale Day. Now, lots of places now have neighborhood garage sales, but this was not common back then. And uh, it was a good way for her to drum up business because she was a realtor. So she would have houses or property for sale in the neighborhood and they would have garage sale day and you would have hundreds and hundreds of people because, it, like I said, it was not a not a common thing back then, you know. And um, she organized a neighborhood garage sale day. And so every year, uh, you know, on garage sale day, it was always in April and you would uh, get up and garage sales would start. Uh, now, the thing was, if you lived in the neighborhood, you knew that all the garage sales would be open to the people in the neighborhood on Friday and you could go around and stuff. But, uh, you know, for public, it would open Saturday morning and man, the neighborhood would get so crowded. You couldn't drive down the street. There'd be people parked on either side of the road and one car able to get through, and then you'd have a car coming this way. There's no way to do it. I mean, there were times where um, you couldn't get out of the neighborhood. You know, you literally could not get down our street. And there's only one uh, entrance, or, you know, one side where there's entrances. And so there was, and we lived on the opposite side. So there were times where we were trapped um, in the neighborhood on garage sale. It was such a big deal. And it was Pat Deckard's uh, doing, and, and the most fun was, uh, um, you know, in later years, um, you know, five or 10 years ago, let's say 10 years ago, uh, going back to garage sale day. Um, now, and I should say this, unless I was out of town for work or when I lived in Washington, I have been to every garage sale day. I've been going to garage sale day my entire life for 40 years. Every year I go to garage sale day. And, um, you know, for a long time, it was a, uh, like a neighborhood reunion. You'd walk down the street and be like, Oh, yeah, there's so-and-so and and there's that, you know, uh, and you'd stop and they'd say, Oh my gosh, you know, and you'd say, yeah, here's my kids now, you know, and, and it was, um, uh, a really fun, uh, thing to do. And, and, you know, if you, if you're, you get old enough and you don't move away, I mean, I, I have moved away and I've moved back and I live, uh, 10 minutes from the house that I grew up in, you know, my dad still lives in the house I grew up in and, um, uh, now when you go through the neighborhood, literally it's like, that's the house where the coats used to live. And then the lady that lives next door, she still lives there. And then you go, yeah, that used to be so-and-so's house. That used to be so-and-so's house. And every house becomes a house where people you used to know live. Um, and they've turned over multiple times. So it's not like, uh, I mean, when you go to those people's house, you know, you go, oh, I know the, you know, I know the Holcombs. They used to live here and they just look at you and they're like, no, we've lived here five years and we bought it, you know, and, and they don't know the people. And so, you know, that happens. But, but the thing was that you would, you would still run into the people that used to live there that were coming for the garage sales. So every year we would run into Pat Deckard and, uh, you know, we would, uh, my dad has a golf cart and I have a golf cart. So sometimes we take my golf cart over. We'd be driving around and we'd stop and see Pat. And, you know, if she saw something out there at a garage sale, she'd tell him, Oh, Robbie, there's a, you know, there's a guy that's got some video game stuff down there. I go, okay, thanks Pat. You know? <laughs> and, um, uh, so she was always, always looking out, you know, for us, for all the kids. And, um, so yeah, it's, um, 
you know, it's a, a natural part of life. And um, <clears throat> I, I just, you know, there's a lot of, of adults when you're a kid that you're like, oh, I have good memories. But, man, there was that one time where I did something and they got really upset or they, they yelled at me or something. And uh, I don't have a single memory like that of Pat Deckard. I don't remember her ever yelling at me. I don't remember her ever getting mad at me, you know. Um, I will tell you one other funny story. Um, so I think since we moved back from Washington, we've um, bought and sold four houses, I think. Yeah, I think this is our our fourth house uh, since we moved back, in, you know, in 20-something years. And um, I think Pat, except for this one, I think Pat has helped us um, buy and or sell or both all of those houses. Um, and one of one of the things Pat Decker does is she gets some of those small miniature pumpkins. And uh, if you have ever been a customer of hers, she would paint a face on the pumpkin for Halloween and she would drive by at some point and leave it on top of your mailbox. Uh, or at your curb or, or, you know, on your front porch or something like that. But um, uh, so I've been getting pumpkins from her since 1996. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think at some point, like, she uh, uh, enlisted, like, the help of her grandkids and stuff. I mean, she's got to – she has to put out hundreds and hundreds of these things all over town. And, and whenever people see them, they're like, oh, that's a Pat Dickard uh, pumpkin, you know. But um, anyway – um, a couple of houses ago. So this has been a long time ago. In fact, this is the house we bought, um, uh, right after, uh, Mason was born and Mason is, is 18. So that that's how long ago this is. Uh, Pat, um, helped us buy this house. And the short version is, is that the people that own the house before us that were selling the house were going through apparently, a not friendly divorce. And so a, a judge, I I know that the, the woman had a restraining order against the man and uh, a judge had basically, the way I understand the story is that a judge had uh, basically told them that they had to sell the house. Like neither one could stay in the house. They had to sell the house and neither one of them wanted to sell the house. They both, I think they both wanted to keep the house. So, uh, we didn't know any of that when we came in to buy the house, of course, you know, and it wasn't my deal. Um, but it, it became a really contested, uh, uh, purchase. And, um, we were supposed to close on the house on a Friday. And because, uh, the husband and wife that were selling the house, they both had to sign the title, but they couldn't be in the loan company or the, the title company at the same time. Uh, because legally they couldn't be in the same place at the same time. So the man showed up to sign the title first, and then we were going to come in behind him. But instead what he did was take the title and leave, which stopped the entire sale. So then when we went in, the people at the title company were like, yeah, we can't sell you the house because the guy took the title, physically took the title and walked out. He stormed out. And uh, so anyway, at some point, uh, cooler heads prevailed over the weekend, but there were rumors or concerns that the purchase might not go smoothly. And so 
the the signing got moved to um, the following Monday. And when we showed up, we told Pat we would meet her there. And um, my dad said I would not go to that unarmed. And I'm like, well, I don't have, I don't own a gun. I didn't at that time. And um, my dad said, I do. And I will be there. And, um, you know, legally he could carry a gun. So <clears throat> he showed up with, uh, you know, and not like pointing it at people, but he showed up, you know, with a gun. And um, Pat Deckard <laughs> brought her, one of her sons, who was also uh, armed. And the lady that was selling the house showed up and she was armed. And everyone was worried about the the man who had stolen the title showing up and something happening. Uh, and then, so while we're waiting, and then the man came, but he was sitting in the car. And at some point, I don't know, but at some point the police were called. And the police came out and everybody's trying to explain the situation. You know? And I remember this police officer basically saying, okay, listen, I need everybody with guns to go here and everybody without guns to go here. And he split up this whole parking lot of people. So people with guns went to one side and people without guns went to the other side. Fortunately, we were able to purchase the house um, and there was no other, um, no other real drama. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, Pat had been through so much. Uh, I mean, so many crazy things, uh, for doing realty for so long that she was like, don't worry about it. It'll be okay. I mean, she calmed us down. Oh, this, you know, he can't hold this up forever. And, and I want to get you guys in this house and, and, you know, all this stuff. And, and so she, she was kind of the peacemaker. She wasn't, I, I mean, I'd say she's the peacemaker, but she was also the deal maker. You know what I mean? Like, um, she was like, no, this is how it's going to happen. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. And, uh, just made it happen. So, you know, I I know that uh, I know of at least one or maybe two uh, booths in antique malls that Pat owns. Uh, we haven't got to go to antique malls over the past several months. Even when you you go, um, uh, it's just no fun walking around with a mask and worrying about other things and stuff. So we haven't been. Uh, I know she's got a ton of stuff in antique stuff. I know she's got a ton of stuff in, in storage, you know, and I always think about that. I think, well, someday something will happen to me and somebody will have to decide which of these things around me, which ones were important, which ones were just stuff, you know. Uh, and and when you pick up the the things, you don't know the stories, you know. So someday somebody will come in and they'll be like, oh. I know Rom and I know he liked Star Wars and he had these glasses, but they won't know the real story, which was that Pat Deckard found uh, several of these glasses and, and a few other things and set them aside and called me and said, hey, I was thinking of you. So uh, anyway, that's uh, that's this week's Rando Rob. Uh, thank you guys for all your support. Um, sometimes it's uh, financial support <clears throat> and sometimes it's other kinds of support.